My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO at 321BizDev LLC, a consulting firm based in Sacramento County, California. 321BizDev is a sales systems and business development company supporting attorneys, CPAs, corporate dental franchisers, independent dentists, home health providers, home builders, medical groups, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers. I can be reached toll-free at 833-321-3212 or 726-999-0999. Our website is 321bizdev.com. Today's 321biz development podcast guest is Carla Sasser. She is the CPA at K Sasser CPA. And Carla's professional services merges the best of accounting, operations management, and information technology. So hello, Carla. How, how are you doing today? Hi, Rick. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And this is the second podcast episode um, that we're doing. We're doing about five, and we just want to introduce Case Sasser CPA and you, the broad knowledge of information and knowledge and experience that you have. So this segment, I want to ask you some questions about um, drafting IT security policies and uh, okay. vendor risk assessment procedures to meet business owner needs. So my first question is, what are some typical IT policy issues you see at companies? Actually, I see some pretty basic IT policies, um, starting with like a fair use through their HR and onboarding hiring practices. And then I see um, access, user access policies um, for, you know, for general, for the overall company. And then once you start digging into the IT side of it, then you start seeing like change management, um, data center policies and things like that. Wow. I mean, just those phrases and those those descriptors of, you know, of, of HR and and IT. I mean, the, the words mm -hmm. are like two to three per 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 phrase. But I can tell those are, those are some big issues. When I worked in corporate America, um, just change management. That would be like a week long class. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. You know, so Especially I depending on what you're trying to change. Yes, yes. So my second question is, why are some companies reluctant to implement strong IT security policies? Um, well, there's a couple reasons. The biggest reason I see is just a lack of understanding by the owners on what what is actually needed, but more importantly, why they're needed. And then um, this gets into the next the next topic it's cost mm -hmm. writing policies especially security policies are really expensive hmm well let's i want to stick to that second that that response you gave to the second question so um as a former you know executive corporate management person are you saying that sometimes the owners don't get the best information or are you saying that some of the uh, people that report to the key decision makers at, in corporations 
they are reluctant to share the the best information with the owners or what what, what, what are you saying that. i i've seen all of that a lot of times just the owners just don't have have a good enough understanding of IT and what it takes to have a good IT system in place um like say they're really good at uh supply chain management mm-hmm. actually moving prod product from one area to the next um you know that really really doesn't require a broad IT knowledge per se so how does how does strong IT policies really help them with that task see that mm. that's where the disconnect is if that makes sense yeah well i i will tell you that in my corporate days i would experience you know as a user of IT services cuz i wasn't in the IT uh department but i would i would have challenges with my uh desktop applications or you know reporting reporting items that i needed to make decisions as a manager and sometimes uh-huh. um i would have difficulty getting um you know the action done to 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 make my job easier and that's what i'm really asking you right now i'm asking you is it is it something where uh the the business owner is not getting the information to say you know mary or joe this is what we need to do to make things better for all the department heads is is that what you're saying is, is that the owner is not getting the best information um that that could be an issue but then on the other side maybe the owner did not properly communicate the information they need mhm to the IT staff making those changes that I've, i've seen that more often than not mhm Okay so um, on that scenario you just mentioned would that be like a smaller business where the owner is driving uh you know or you know the the execute or driving the the action plans because i would say as a as a company gets larger uh i can tell you right now most ceos <laughs> you know they probably don't understand it just like you mentioned so they rely right. on their you know uh department managers or department um you know vice vice presidents who have the credentials who have the who went to you know uh information technology schools and they have the IT degrees so i'm yeah so i'm i'm really trying to figure out why would the owner be reluctant to make change and the only um thing i can i can see is sometimes they're not getting the best information because i would imagine that a and- And that company. happens. Yeah, wow. Well, you're that bringing back some bad memories, happen. Carla. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But isn't that good to know that a lot of these issues still exist? Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, yeah, for you and for I pe- need to figure out the solutions. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and we need to, we need to jump in and help you know department heads who need help or we need to help uh, small business owners that also need yep. uh, the help so yep so you were talking about costs and um costs being an obstacle to implementing a strong IT security platform yep what are the ranges i mean what type of what costs are we talking about what what range of costs is it like uh 
fifty grand or five hundred grand? What type of well, again, it, de- it depends. It depends on the size of the organization, um, and believe me, the smaller the organization, the more extensive it is. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but I have seen this to be the case because you know larger organizations they may have an IT department with a range of expertise that can uh, draft and implement a lot of these policies. Um, whereas a smaller company may have to contract it or outsource it, and may end up you know, spending twice as much and not get a good package for their money. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Well, let's move to the next question. And my next question is what is the cost benefit of, or the analysis that you've seen of installing a strong it policy? And I'll just rephrase the question. So, Uh, you know, obviously if someone wants to install a strong IT policy, you know, when do they, what is their break even point or when do they start seeing a profit, you know, or that profit could be in better customer service, could be uh, adding more value uh, to the client. What's your experience in this area? And I've seen all of that. It, It really depends on what the goal of the IT policy is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of internal audit work and um, I sat on some project planning committees and we were talking about um, applications that actually were integral to the financial reporting. So, it's, so of course, as an auditor, I wanted audit trail logs within the, within the um, applications so I could go in and see who did what and when did they do it. Um, and then I got reassigned and the, the project went on and on and on. And then when I came back to it, um, you know, I asked about these, about these audit trail logs and I was told that, well, we were behind in our development. Nobody ever really asked us about them, so we didn't do them. Ooh. So, you know, it, it really depends on what the goal of those policies are. Um, and it could be anything from better customer service to better internal controls to reducing costs. Inventory management is a good one. Um, if you have a good solid uh perpetual inventory system then you're doing your proper your proper rotations you should be able to easily identify inventory that's not moving so you can quickly dispose of it and things like that so it just really depends on what your goals are now let me ask you a question have on the same question have you seen uh, any type of um, IT policy uh, issues, or if you know, if you have experience in in formulating uh, IT policies when it comes to sales teams, because I know uh, sales teams used to be, you know, paper, you know, paper journals, and uh, you know, you come in, you add your numbers, and then that those numbers roll up mm-hmm. to to the vice president and the owner, and they say, this is what we did right. this this week. What 
what is out there for the, for sales teams in terms of uh, having you know IT policy or IT configurations to help sales people well there are quite a few um, customer relationship management systems that you can buy off the shelf mm-hmm. um, so that's becoming a pretty common software application that a company can implement mm-hmm. um, and you know it, it keeps all your client contact information when you contact uh, contacted them what their preferences are and and so on and so forth and then a good a really good one will give you that type of reporting you know mm-hmm. what was are, the contact are those uh, software programs that sound like they're cookie cutter are they that easy to implement or do even those do those uh, off the shelf uh, software platforms could is there even some work that still needs to be done to help companies you know maximize those those software platforms or those programs um, there is I mean absolutely and once again it just depends on what the particular company's goals are for using and implementing that software mm-hmm. application so they can be tweaked you think uh, yeah a lot of them can be okay all right now here's a question this is our, our my last question now this question I don't really know what this phrase means because I got it from your website Okay. <laughs> so my question is, and, and you know, and that's the, the, the beauty or the magnificent, the, the magnificence of, of accounting and, and CPA. There are so many ways where CPAs can help companies. So here's the question. What is a vendor risk assessment? Okay. Um, of well, a risk assessment is where you take and identify every potential risk to your organization and then you decide on what controls you have in place to mitigate those risks, even if you think, even if it may not be a risk. I mean, I, I, this can be done with a brainstorming session, you know, get a group of people in, in a room and, okay, what could go wrong? You start writing those down and then you look at all those what could go wrong and you decide is this really an issue for our company if it's no then you move on if it's yes then okay so we do these procedures to mitigate that risk mm-hmm. so that's a risk assessment and it's, and it's exactly the same thing with vendors you want to make sure that whatever vendors you select especially when it comes to IT vendors can give you the service you expect Um, Mm -hmm. like if you're using a data center and that data center would be a vendor um, does that data center have all their proper IT policies in place So you want to make sure that they can fully service you as their client before you sign on and start relying on them. Otherwise, you could go ahead. So interesting. So so what I see, what I'm hearing from you with this question is that and I'm looking at a scenario where a company says we need to pick an IT vendor for whatever application or for whatever 
service they're looking for. And that company may say, the company who's looking, who's trying to secure uh, an IT vendor, that company may say, how do we know that we have the best one? Or how do we know that what we're reading in terms of deliverables can be um, delivered? <laughs> you know, so- That's exactly right. Is, is that something where your company can say, go to a, a company CEO and say, here are the four proposals that you have that you're looking at and and you can you say based on what you know about the industry let's pick option three as opposed to the other three options is that something is am i on track yeah that that is something we can do i mean you know there could be a lot of you know much more involved with a vendor risk assessment like i've done some where i've actually looked at a potential vendor's financial statement Ooh. um if they have a security breach do they have the resources to cover my losses you know things Ooh. like that so i there's a lot to it oh you 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 mentioned something that was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh, their financials. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, you're a CPA, so you could look at the books. You could say, um, vendor, vendors one through four. Let me look at your financials, so that your client, which is the which is the business owner, can be protected and and have some um, assurance that the right. vendor that they are selecting is not going to go out of business does not have right. any violations or, or any type of security breaches in the past. Right. And do they have all the proper industry certifications like from ISO and and ISACA and things like that? Wow. And are they keeping them current? Wow. Okay, Carla. So I want to thank you for being a podcast guest on the 321 Biz Development Podcast. What is the best way for companies to contact you if they have any questions or would like a free consultation well they can go to my website which is virtual cfo now um, there's a form to fill out and you can schedule time on my calendar and i'm happy to talk to anybody who may need a little bit of help all right excellent so i want to thank you carla case sasser cpa at virtualcfonow.com and Carla's email address is info at virtualcfonow.com. So Carla, thank you for being a guest on the 321 Biz Development Podcast. And we'll pick up and, and do the other three podcasts uh, in, a, in a, a short period of time here soon. Okay, sounds good. So if you want to be a podcast guest... On the 321 Biz Development Podcast, I can be reached at 833-321-3212 or 726-999-0999. To learn more about 321 BizDev LLC, please visit our website at 321bizdev.com and click the About tab. I want to thank Carla Sasser, CPA at KSasser CPA website, virtualcfonow.com for her time today. Make it a great day.